Hi, how you doing? Good. How are you? <sighs> it's a little bit of a mixed bag of emotions. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just You're finished coming off. wiping away all my tears. <laughs> uh, I watched, which I was going to save at the end for my recommendation, but I'll give mm-hmm. a little early reco. Uh, I just watched the Framing Britney Spears on uh, Hulu, mm-hmm. um, the New York Times episode documentary situation uh i saw a lot of people talking about it yesterday with the super bowl because justin timberlake and so i was like yeah i know i have to give this a good watch so i watched it today and it just made me so sad and i mean minutes in i was tearing up and then i just like fully was like crying it was like that heavy <laughs> feeling in your chest it's just sad. Like, I think the, the saddest part about it is that it, like, it feels like a story about someone who had a tragic death, mm-hmm. like a, a river phoenix where it's, like, you know, gone too soon kind of situation, but she's still alive. And yeah. it's just it's just a bit of a bummer because I love Britney Spears. And, I mean, I had, like, a poster of her on my wall when I was a kid. I... When I was a little kid and I, I got like an autograph book from Disneyland and mm-hmm. then I would practice my own autograph in it and like I knew that Britney Spears on her eye, she did a butterfly and I was like, what can I do for my name? And like I like emulated a child autograph like after <laughs> her. I don't know. It's just like it's such a bummer. Yeah. Very influential. So, yeah. I mean... I just, I love her so much. I've seen her in Vegas a couple times. I've seen her just uh, when she toured the country. I never got to see her when I was a kid. That's like one of my biggest, like, oh God, I wish I had seen her when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like some of her outfits are just like burned in my brain. Like I watched the Drive Me Crazy uh, music video, mm-hmm. where you drive me crazy um, all the time. Is, is and it just crazy? Just like, is it no? I don't remember. I think it's in parentheses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of parentheticals yeah. with yeah. <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> but I just remember, like, that green top that she wears. Well, for, for starters, her, her, I love how her hair is, like, waved in that music video. But then she wears that green top. And, like, when I was a kid, I thought that was the coolest fucking outfit ever. It's, like, nowadays, <laughs> like, I still would kill to have that green top. But, yeah. like, her pants are just, like, they almost look like dress pants. They almost look like just black, <laughs> regular dress pants. Uh. But, like, I just thought it was the coolest thing, and I just, I love her so much, and I hope she's doing okay. I hope so, so too. Hashtag free Britney. Free Britney. <laughs> We've been saying it forever. Uh, I yeah, know I, I mean, need to remember watch it. that. Remember that video of, like, the woman hysterically crying, saying, leave Britney alone? Yes. That was, like, probably a decade ago. I mean, she's been under conservatorship for over a decade, for, like, a dozen years. She's 39 years old. That's the craziest thing is, like, you think about when all of this stuff happened that was the impetus to put her under it. Like, she was Mm -hmm. young. Yes. Uh, And she had already been through so much life. Like, it's just, it's insane to me. It's like, she was so young when she got famous. She was so young when she was sexualized. She was so young when she was, like in these high profile relationships, both Justin Timberlake and Kevin Federline. She was young to get married. She was young to have children. Like, of course she's gonna be a little fucked up. Yeah. But like, 
the mistakes that we made when we were younger aren't held against us to the standard that it's being held against her. It's just, it's nuts. Of course. I mean, So yeah. I'm going to be. That spotlight, I mean, it fucks you up. Yeah. So that is to say that I'll be listening to a lot of Britney Spears over uh, the next couple days. And maybe when we do our, our joint Pelly ride tomorrow, it'll be Britney themed. We can do a Britney ride. I love my girl. Wasn't the first ride we did together, Brittany? Uh, was I was it late. Br- <laughs> was it Brittany or was it Pop? Mm. I don't I remember if it... I mean, I guess I can look it up, but... No, it's okay. That's not I important. Mean, but I know there is a Brittany ride because I've been, like, dancing around the idea of a yeah. Brittany ride. My voice... I mean, it's just today. like... <laughs> fine. I mean, it's also... It's just like... She has so many hits. It's like hit after fucking oh my hit gosh. after fucking no, hit. Literally, even the album. You could go all day. Yes. Oh, you're right. We did do a Britney Spears ride, uh, together. Yeah, I think that was that because that's the first Peloton ride I have on my app. Beautiful. But, um, yeah. I mean, even the albums that you're like, oh, this is a sleeper album. There's not much out on that. It's like boom hits. I mean, like, I always think of Circus as being, like, not my favorite. Britney but Circus album, is still a great album. Like, there's still, bangers. like, certified hits all over Circus. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> It's Britney, bitch, comes from that album. And, like, that's something that is so, you What know, was If You prevalent. Seek Amy? I remember thing, being in that, high school or whatever. I think that was like, in, on so Femme smart. Fatale. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Which is the tour, the Britney Spears tour. That was the first tour I went to, which is very embarrassing for me to say because I'm such a big fan. I should have seen her earlier. Let me double check. But, like, that's a great album. I mean, it's just... uh, Oh, it might be. I think, actually, it was on Circus because I'm not... Femme Fatale had Till the World Ends, Hold It Against Me. Oh my gosh, they're so good. Criminal. <laughs> I mean, I want to go. I mean, I forgot about like, that one. So I forgot about that one. Good. Circus has Womanizer. Circus. Good. good. If you seek Amy. Good. Uh, those are like some of the big singles off of yeah. it. I mean. Ugh, I love her so much. Just like hope she's okay. I mean, like I just I wanted to be her mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Oh, I was con- I was confusing Circus and Blackout. Blackout is the one with "Give Me More," "Piece of Me," which is a great song. I mean, the, the, everything you've said so far is a great fucking song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I I well I would argue that Blackout is one of the records that I've um interacted with the least and it's still it's just like fucking hit after hit after hit mm-hmm. oh god i love her so much i just want her to be okay i know i know i'm, I'm like i don't i want to watch it but i also like i don't want you don't want to spiral like i am <laughs> yeah it's not, i'm not that it's, i'm not saying i don't want to like be in the place that you're in right now but like oh. mm. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Britney Spears album? Um, oh God, I mean, now you're putting me on the spot. Like, do you mean to like list them all? I just out? think about like, 
I mean, probably, oops, I did it again. Mm. That's That has lucky. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I mean, <laughs> speaking of you wanting a robe, <laughs> the lucky. Yeah, I do want a robe. Everything about Stronger. that music video is like my fucking favorite. Stronger. Oh, my lucky. God. I wanted to do like a chair dance to Stronger, like nobody's fucking business. <laughs> uh, I mean, so good oh my gosh I used to sing Dear Diary all the time pretending that I wrote it Dear Diary today I saw a boy it's like I wonder if he noticed me he took my breath away (laughs) I was enchanted to meet you (laughs) oh my god yeah pretty much uh my favorite is Britney from 2001 Mm -hmm. I'm a slave for you my favorite Britney Spears song, ironically, but this is my favorite Britney Spears song since like literally 2001, is Overprotected. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hello. Overprotected is such a good song. We actually talked about this. I feel I like it was during South By, time, time, like love. fully two years joy, ago. Joy. But I remember coming back from that and like being like, Overprotected is like in the, it's in, it's in the hopper. I was playing it a lot. Oh God, it's so fucking good. I mean, I used um, to love. We had like a Chris Cox mega mix, which was like someone so someone took that from LimeWire in my friend group at some point, and it like had all the Britney songs meshed together, and overprotected would like build into dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's just toxic is such. Oh my God, I like toxic is just a fucking perfect song. Just a perfect song. <laughs> My favorite thing to do is to, especially uh, specifically with straight men, to ask them which Britney is their favorite from Toxic. Because I feel like if you are in our age group, you have to have opinions about which Toxic Britney is the best. Oh yeah, invariably they're they no matter what they're gonna say the like blonde hair sequin bodysuit like slithering around on the floor. <laughs> I just. Oh God, I wanted to be her so bad. I mean, I still like, wanted to be want to be that to be that her. Britney Spears. <laughs> um, but yeah, on, on Britney as well. There's I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. This That's, is like uh, Crossroads. You know what? Era. That is that is a really good album. Boys, I used to love that I think one. The thing, oops, I did it again. Was definitely my first Britney CD. Like I was bopping that. Like probably my first two CDs were. I mean, famously, my first CD was Backstreet Boys Millennium. And I think second was Oops, I Did It Again. (laughs) I mean, amazing. I just, oh, God. It's it's just all so good. Justin Timberlake has a writing credit on Britney because he and Wade Robinson wrote What It's Like to Be Me, which is, and they produced it, which is kind of ironic since, you know, the whole rumor of, her cheating on JT with Wade Robinson, which now I'm like, is that even lore? Like, can we go by that? I always la- like in my part of the problem, I latched onto the idea that she cheated on him with Wade Robinson because that's what probably fucking Justin Timberlake was peddling out to the media. I don't think it's and, your I mean, fault. I mean, you were what? <laughs> ten. <laughs> yeah. Generously <Stop>. ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh it was when they break up and like that maybe I was like twelve at most. <laughs> yeah, but, I. You know, I'll take I the think, accountability if I need to. You know, what? I think I think it's good for you to say, I felt this way and I was wrong. I don't think it's worth beating yourself up over because I don't think you actually had any power in that situation. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I've a. Uh, my mom texted me the other day and she was like, "Have you seen Palmer? Is that what the movie's called with Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake?" Yeah. 
And I was like, no, I don't really have any interest in. I have and then I was absolutely on the zero phone. interest. <laughs> yeah. He was on Armchair Expert. And I was just like, good God, this seems like so- like Because Dax Shepard, who I'm kind of like, I'm veering towards not being his biggest fan uh, anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. I like, I'm starting to find him a bit annoying, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm starting to I find, like... I never really... I mean, I was never really an armchair expert. Like, you would tell me when there was one I had to listen to. But that's how I feel about a lot of, like, pure interview shows. Like, inherently, I will get annoyed by the interviewer if I listen to enough of them. Yeah, he just, like... And I like the fact that he is so open and honest. But I feel like he, a lot of times, just brings it back to him. Also, I uh, have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder about Kristen Bell. So every time he like, he like, this is like probably my biggest grievance. He acts, and I get it, it's his wife. He acts like she is fucking Meryl Streep. That she's won every single award and she is the greatest of the best. They're like, oh my God, I mean, Kristen, she's like a professional singer. I'm like, I mean, ish. Frozen. sings. Is that Frozen money, baby? (laughs) Yeah, but like. She's not fucking Beyonce. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I just like, I get a little annoyed because he's like always is talking about like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, or people will be like, oh, I love your wife. And he's like, oh, everyone does. I'm like, she's not like Barack Obama. She's not like <laughs> a national treasure. I would or... guess more people like Kristen Bell than Barack Obama in this country. Okay. She's not like Robin <laughs> Williams, who like everyone reveres as being like okay. top tier, best really of the best. I'm example. like, she's not out there winning awards. She doesn't have an EGOT. Like, let's fucking tone it down a little bit. Um, also, yeah, so those are, that's kind of my biggest grievance. I also feel like, because people have called attention to it, uh, that he does tend to kind of, like, uh, point to, like, physical traits of women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he, like, kind of sexualizes everyone because he's like, if there's a like, really muscular man on, he'll point to that too. Yeah. But it's almost like... I don't know if you should be doing that in 2021. Yeah. Um, anyway, how do we get here? You can oh. do it when we're us. It would isn't this yeah. gonna be funny if someone like stumbles upon this and is like, oh, like the Sundance Film Festival. Like, I'd like to hear about this, and we spend the first 15 <laughs> minutes talking about Britney Spears and Dax Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, okay. That's all to say that uh, I listened to JT on Armchair Expert, and Dax was like, oh yeah, it was like I was so impressed by you and it was so true to my experience and i don't even know what this fucking movie is about but i just like have zero interest in seeing it um so now there's all this discourse about justin timberlake and like if he's as wonderful as we all thought he was which i used to think he was a national treasure so mm-hmm. you know things are changing in 2021 You know, and that's good. And I think it's good that we all just take a step back and use this time to reflect and think about who really deserves our attention and who really deserves uh, our praise and approval. And maybe Justin Timberlake doesn't. And that's I'm fine with that. And you know what? I'm decided now. Fuck him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I was never honestly I was never that in on Justin Timberlake. Um, I was. Uh. I think he's an incredible performer. I'm just kind of yeah, not 100%. in on the idea that he's a great guy. 
Uh, I've also kind of like turned away from the Jimmy Fallon of it all, you know, like mm, yeah, they four both years ago. Just, it seems very fake, the two of them. It seems very contrived. Uh, I think that Timberlake, because he's a known mama's boy, that we're all like, oh, he's really respectful for women to women. Uh, but then watching this Britney Spears doc, you're like, would a man who respects women be like, you know, basically like telling people on radio show when he is asked if he fucked Britney Spears saying like, yeah, I hit that or whatever he said. It was a bit crude Um, and painting her like the bad guy. And then also we just kind of really breezed by his whole cheating scandal in like 2019. And uh, I've seen reports that he sleeps around quite a lot and that maybe they had to have an open marriage, which if they do, that's their whole situation. But I'm just saying, I think maybe his image is uh, carefully crafted. Doesn't match up with the person. So, <laughs> that being said, how are you doing? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> do you have I'm as many enjoying... opinions as I do today? Well, I haven't watched the Britney Spears um, documentary, but I'm certain I'll agree with you. Um, For the record, I finished it like maybe. Like, well, we've been talking now for 20 minutes, so maybe 30 minutes ago. I was going to say, like, literally, like, you were like, rash. once I log on, once I close this out, we'll record. So I completely understand. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I just need to, like, actually do that. Um, I mean, what I do this weekend? Uh, I never do anything. I, Super Bowl? I, <laughs> oh, right. I watched part of the Super Bowl. Um, I ate spinach artichoke dip at my sister's. Uh, I was up so really good. late. Um, I was up really late, drunk, watching Malcolm and Marie on Saturday. Um, oh, boy. Friday night or Saturday night, I was playing <laughs> video games with my friends. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do anything fun. I hang out gotcha. with the same people, and I, and I enjoy that. And Malcolm and Marie, we'll, we'll talk about next week. <laughs> yeah, this is the problem with us, like, locking into a schedule in advance is that things that we anticipate to be better than they are turn out to be not i will i haven't seen I it yet so i need have to a lot to say some. which will be good perfect um do you have any do, i saw tweets about how there uh john david washington was talking about how there it was such a small like such a small set and such a small crew mm-hmm. because of covid yeah. and that there wasn't a script supervisor and mm-hmm. people on the internet were like and it shows right um, my understanding is so I mean, I'm, there I'm will excited not be a super set supervisor or a script supervisor on like really low scale indie projects but like there should have been and we will do this next week you know because if we yeah. get into it it's just i'm just gonna have to get into it <laughs> yeah that's okay um what did i do this weekend mike and i we got we went to dinner uh, my favorite restaurant here. You're familiar with it, Justine's. Yes, I'm familiar. They have these little bu- private bungalows that you we get. We went there with Timothy Simons. Yeah, our good friend, friend <laughs> of the show. Good friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have these like outside on the patio. They have these little private bungalows, and so we got one of those, uh, which was a toss up because they're only supposed to be for parties from four to six. And I very embarrassingly called to change the reservation only two people, and then I was like, "Can I still get a bungalow?" And they were like, "Well, we reserve them for people of parties of four to six. And I was like, "Okay, well, I won't really feel comfortable coming unless I get a bungalow." And they're like, "Okay, well, we we can't guarantee it to you." So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like 
call back later. And I called back later and I left a message and I was like, someone's just going to get back to me tomorrow. Like, no big deal. I just want to like make sure I can really solidify this bungalow situation. So I left a message. And about like 20 minutes later, I get a phone call back. The person's like, hi, I just wanted to return your call. As I told you earlier. Oh, Lord, <laughs> this is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you can't tell me this. I have like secondhand chills from that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was truly embarrassing. Uh, I took the reservation from the fr- a friend, so the reservation was not even under my name. So uh, that made me feel a little extra <laughs> You deserve this uh, shame. It, you deserve this shame. Yeah. Um, but they were very accommodating, and I got the bungalow. Uh, so that's great. But, yes, that was a bit of, that was a bit of a, a low point in my life, I would say. I mean, I'm not going to deny it. I have Karen tendis- tendencies. Um, but also, I wanted the bungalow. So. <laughs> Leave me out of this. Uh <laughs> Yeah, and then Mike and I got a ginormous amount of Taco Bell and watched the Super Bowl last night, so. Exciting. Yeah, was it? Did you have any thoughts about the Super Bowl? No. God, no. (laughs) Of course not. The weekend didn't meet your expectations? I did watch the weekend show. I mean, I thought it was, like, fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Everyone's, like, very up in arms about it. People are very up in arms about it. I wasn't expecting... I don't know. I just never... OMG, remember when Britney Spears performed at the Super Bowl with NSYNC and Aerosmith? <laughs> uh, yeah, and Nelly, really, wasn't Nelly there? Uh, I don't know. I really do remember oh my God. that. Oh my God. Uh, but no, I I don't know. I wasn't, I think it it met my, the weekend expectations. So it was fun. Yeah. It's visually interesting. He, he's a good yeah, singer. He has a I lot thought- of great songs. Sure. It didn't, it didn't change my life, but, you know, I didn't expect it to. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt as well. I was like, okay, this entertained me. I mean, will I say it's like goes down in history as one of the best performances, Super Bowl performances? No, but, I mean, but aren't we throwing, like, suck. just this whole year out, you know? Like, <laughs> well, uh, I mean, do you think that, like, there was a cultural shift when J-Lo showed up on national TV on the poll, and that's why this whole thing happened? Hmm. I mean, <laughs> part of me wonders, part of me, oh, gosh, see, now you're just digging up old, you know, old grievances, because if J-Lo had been nominated for the Oscars, and then that would have come out right before the Oscar, the real Oscar week at Oscar nominations closed, like... Uh, I mean, that would be a better world that we're living in. COVID probably would have been worked out by now if that is how things would have gone. I just remember, I think I told you, I was like, I hope that she comes out on the poll. And you were like, that will literally never happen. And then I was at a Super Bowl party because <laughs> RIP parties. And I like screamed. And everyone was like, whoa, <laughs> this girl must be a fucking fan. And I'm like... I'm a fan of pop music through and through. This is just who I am. Uh, yeah. But also, I'm a fan of showmanship. And that's the J-Lo thing. That's... at like 50 fucking years old coming out on that pole, just like more muscles than any of the NFL players. <laughs> I don't know, maybe just as many. I don't know. <laughs> I, just... I don't know enough. <laughs> I don't know enough about that. <laughs> I mean, it depends maybe on how we're, how we're categori- categorizing it. I could believe that mm-hmm. J-Lo has like, the more like account of muscles and that mm-hmm. like the different specific the muscle i don't know whatever mm. um mm. 
Oh, God. <laughs> J-Lo. Yeah, that was, that was a good show. I liked that one. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's one of those things where people are always going to have opinions. 100%. Um, well, so in celebrity news, we're still waiting to find out if Army Hammer is a murderer. I... <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing that we can say about this that's not going to make us look like an idiot once whatever is announced is announced he's not a murderer that's kind of how i feel right like he can't be a murderer like <laughs> and people are like well like his agents and everything dropped him and i'm like yeah but like he's not in jail is his like, agent and his pr publicist. team dropped by your yeah. publicist that's, that's like bad <laughs> So there are some skeletons buried, but yeah, we don't know if they're like, actual, actual little, literal seals. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't be laughing. Like, basically, okay, I guess an update on Army Hammer. People on Twitter are saying he, like, took a construction job in the middle of the pandemic. And, he did. Like, he said that in GQ. Yes. And, well, uh, people documented. aren't saying that is not true, but <laughs> people are alleging that there have been yes. some remains of women in the area found and people are putting these two things together. I'm not saying they are or are not true. I am not a detective in Vegas or wherever this takes place. But I think it was like by what Palm the Springs. <laughs> well, okay. so I saw an I update. Know. I just... Palm Springs oh, where I famously God. want to have my birthday. Um, yeah. There has I've seen an update that the timeline doesn't work out because it was like he was in Dallas when one of the girls went missing or... I cannot uh, believe we're talking about this. <laughs> like, this is not a true crime podcast for a reason. I know this isn't a visual medium, but like the stress on my face She's that we were having this conversation. <laughs> ah! Did you see that tweet? And it was like, if he really turns out to be a, a murderer, the tr- true crime podcasts are going to be just like... I, this is, I mean, the thing is, like, it's I just have to believe that this isn't true because, like, I can't live in a world where this is something that I have to reckon with. Like, even like, I mean, we're not emotionally, like, <laughs> mature enough to deal with this. At least I'm not. I mean, like, I'm not going to put anyone on blast. But one of our friends is like, well, this is really going to ruin. Call me by your name. And I'm like, women are dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Here's what I think happened. I think it's a total coincidence that the, the the I don't think he's a murderer. I think that maybe he was cheating and had a substance abuse and maybe alcohol problem and his wife put up for with it for a while and then she was like, I'm not doing it anymore. Let's we're, to try to save face for everyone involved, specifically our children. We'll release this post that looked like an anniversary <laughs> post, but it was really Still us very breaking confusing. up. And then he was single for the first time in over a decade, and he got married kind of young, and he was just like, hey, let's party. And I mean, it doesn't sound like he was ever taking and... his marriage very seriously to begin with. And also, his publicist dropped him. Like, what could that be? I think it's I think it's a... Uh, like, well, OJ has a publicist, it's... you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's there's going to be a second wave of Me Too. I think... And I, I think I've seen stuff so, that too. Ronan Farrow might be involved. So, oh, okay. Well, at least so we'll I probably think find he's out. He's gonna be he's gonna be like the Kevin Spacey 
of this mm. new round of Me Too. Yeah. And uh, it might be coming from... Because, like, his whole thing is, like, everyone's kink-shaming me. Everyone's kink-shaming me. And, it, like, that's, like, his excuse. But it's like, well, like, a- abuse is happening. Right. And so, so it's I mean, not like, like you're, we're, like, like, so, like puritanical. Everyone. Right. So I think and that also, that's kind of... You can't of... pretend, like, this is kink-shaming because we've known that you were in this forever. Like, this has been, like, yeah. if you were any aware of the internet and Army Hammer's relation to it, you knew that he was into BDSM. BDSM. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's just also interesting. And then when you like think back to like their past Christmas cards and just how Kennedy-esque, uh, they appear and just like white and wealthy. Um, but that's Mm -hmm. my prediction. Maybe we'll know in the next couple weeks what's happening there. Um, any other... I keep just seeing references to people on Twitter being like, I just heard about the Army Hammer shit and like, it's bad. And I'm like, this isn't like, I need to know. I need yeah. to know. I need to know, too. It's impolite I, for you people to keep secrets from me on the internet. <laughs> I was all worried because I was like, there. I've heard rumors that it's a LA Times exclusive. And so I, was I like, also okay, heard well, it was they, LA Times exclusive. Yeah. So then I was like, so LA Times, they'll release it on Monday because then they can use it for news throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I was like, okay, well, what if I'm in a meeting when it comes out? Like, what's going (laughs) to, what do I do? And then I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, well, it's based in LA. So that's Pacific time. So like, it probably won't drop until like eight Pacific or (laughs) maybe six Pacific. I don't know. Um, That is to say that nothing has come out yet. So yeah. I mean, and then part of me, like yesterday, I was like, well, like, I bet that he or his people will try to leak it during the Super Bowl while people are distracted. But then I was like, he doesn't have any people. They dropped him. He doesn't have people. (laughs) Well, he has his daddy's money still, which apparently is a little nefarious itself. Uh, Yeah. I mean, anyone who has that much money, it's nefarious. Like, that's seemingly... the law well i saw something yesterday and it was like that his dad has been like selling fake art from the museum that like his grandfather gave him or something so i just i want this to be wrapped up and i want him to just like i want to be able to leave him in our past what if he's a murderer he's not a murderer right (laughs) like fuck He's not a murderer because, like, I mean, it would be insane if the Some LA real, Times like, Bundy broke. Shit. If the LA Times broke that, like, <laughs> like, but like Ted Bundy wasn't like actually like <laughs> Ted Bundy wasn't Army Hammer. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, we can't, we can't do this. We can't do this. Like, I, I have there to was like a down. satirical. There was a satirical article that came out a couple years ago about like Army Hammer being the most handsome. Uh, and prolific serial killer. Okay, we it's, we can't do this because if, it, if he is a serial killer, we're actually gonna have to address it. And like, I just can't. Like, I can't do it twice. I know this is not a visual medium, but I'm like literally pulling down my eyelids. No, just we, like both out like so, we both look so we both so physically <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Oh my god my okay. interest um, i chose my interest so that i wouldn't have to talk about serial killers <laughs> and then army hammer is being really selfish right now <laughs> oh my god i should know what's happening um anywho okay uh anything else anything no else let's talk about talk sundance about? Jeez, let's move on <laughs> okay, right, let's on, go back to my comfort on a, zone <laughs> on a happier note let's talk about sundance uh, a happier note that was nice <laughs> Uh, yeah 
So uh, the Sundance we both traveled during the pandemic. Yes, we both flew out to Park, Park City. City. It was very <laughs> irresponsible of us. Uh, no, Sundance was virtual this year. Yes. So. And so I, well, so I saw Judas and the Black Messiah uh, at the drive-in here, and then you watched it via the web, the Sundance portal, mm-hmm. uh, and then we. You watched a bunch of other movies as well, so I was going to let you t- just, you know, chit-chat about what you saw and the thoughts that you had about what was big. And then we uh, very stressfully watched a bunch of movies <laughs> last Wednesday, the, the winners or the, the nominees. And yes. so um, we very panically, like, I don't created think a schedule. It's not a film festival if you're not, like, sh- a little bit stressing about making it to things and so even in a virtual environment i'm glad that we were able to recapture that authentic experience i know i was so stressed out that day and it was partially because of that and then i was like remember south by southwest or like any other film festival i've been to where it's like you're not sleeping a lot like you're going Mm. you're sleeping like six hours a night so you can wake up and you can like frantically request uh tickets to see (laughs) and then by the time that's what i always think is so funny because like you have to wake up at like whatever eight or nine and you were up all night and then like there's probably another there's probably time for you to go back to sleep for like an hour or two but you're like well now I'm up so yeah (laughs) I guess I'm up no I'm up (laughs) you're like okay I'm up and I guess there was like a 10 o'clock showing of this so I mean we might as well go to that I mean I know we were Uh, gonna go see this thing at noon but there's a panel if we can make it to the panel then we can go I think it would be cutting it a little close maybe we leave the panel like five minutes early (laughs) yeah it's kind of amazing because I don't really drink coffee and so like I've never provided you with coffee I don't know maybe Steph made you cold brew but like no, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't drink a ton of we coffee. Like, I don't know we were high we were on life. In. When I don't have to wake Happiness. up and work, I wake up with the energy of a child. <laughs> yeah, we are high on life, high on happiness. We were high and, on life. Uh, I mean, that is crazy. Look back. It was ten nights. I slept on your couch, and we didn't drink coffee. <laughs> like, yeah. And we drank alcohol. <laughs> yeah. to be young again anywho (laughs) a year and a half ago (laughs) almost two full years ago i I apologize yeah so sundance Sundance. yeah so so what do you want to start with we had lockdown tickets uh for the awards so i had taken wednesday off with the intention that we would be watching the awards winners or at least some of them um and then the weekend before that me and my sister were just kind of like hanging out and we went to the mountains and we were chilling and then I kept seeing like a bunch of stuff was sold out but once it started like you could pick up tickets like if you were paying attention like there would just be one-off tickets that you could buy so I just started picking Mm -hmm. up one-off tickets for $15 each so I probably ended up spending as much as you would spend for a true pass (laughs) but um you know I I make irresponsible money decisions and that's my cross to bear um so I mean I ended up seeing like 16 things like 15 or 16 movies so um that's awesome yeah it was nice it was fun I feel bad because even you were saying you were stressed on Wednesday it's because uh you could not take the day off of work so we were trying to you know make sure that you could make occasional meetings (laughs) yeah well and it's like I wanted to give the movies like their due and I didn't want to just like watch it to say I watched it I wanted to actually be able to pay attention to it uh, at least the smallest bit 
Um, so that was a little bit of stress. But and you were leading out of town up to the that weekend before. Yeah, it was camping. But so leading up to that Wednesday, what movies did you see um, outside of the awards okay. winners yeah. uh, so, that you were interested in or that you liked? Um, I'll just like quickly, I'll, I'll run through all of them. So the first one I saw was Flea, which is the, an animated documentary about a man who... Flea from Red Hot Chili Flea. Peppers? Um, F-L-E-E. Um, oh. But we you do know, like know I joke? have like a long, a long torrid history with Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> uh, we won't get into that. Flea, F-L-E-E. Um, it's about, um, it's basically one guy telling a story, but it's about people who have to kind of... Uh, are refugees from countries and uh you know have to escape to different countries and claim uh asylum and everything so that was really interesting and like i think that did end up winning an award um and i could see that being like popular down the line um and then Mm -hmm. i watched mass which was like oh my god that really this was like really like very much a sundance movie like very gutting it just is two two couples in like the basement of a church and they're like having a meeting that's clearly been like set up by someone else and i mean i don't want to spoil it but throughout the like they're clearly kind of going over a trauma and throughout the movie you find out that one of the couple's sons died in a school shooting and the other couple's son was the school shooter and then killed himself (gasps) so it all takes place in one room pretty much and it's I mean, everyone is like, I mean, all those four actors. So it's Ann Dowd, Reed Bernie, Jason Isaacs, who I absolutely fucking adore, and Martha Plimpton. And like, they're all so good, but it is like really exhausting. It's like a really tough Oh movie. my God. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I feel like that could come back around at some point for like performance nominations, you know, that type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I watched How It Ends, which is the Zoe Lister-Jones, like, COVID movie, and I, I didn't like it that much. I thought it was, like, really kind of blah. <laughs> yeah, I had asked you about that one. You said it was bad, and I was like, okay, yeah. great, then I will not watch it. They did a... Um... It's, I mean, it's very obviously, like, takes place during a pandemic because none of the characters get close to each other. And it's like the premise is, I mean, it's like almost like a melancholia. Like they know everyone knows it's the end of the world and they're like trying to figure out how to spend their last day on earth. But it's like, I mean, she just like walks around LA and then runs into like people and like, I don't know. I, I just mm-hmm. found it kind of blah. Okay. What'd you say the second one was called? Mass. About the school shooting. Okay. Yeah. I think that they were doing a uh, they were doing drive-in screenings of that here, but I I just went to the Judas and the Black Messiah one. But they were yeah. doing How It Ends as well, and I was just like, I don't know if I need to pay for this no, yet. I, I'll wait for buzz to come about. Yeah. I I mean I don't know if there was much buzz on How It Ends. I mean I don't I don't think it was. I don't think so. I think Mass could like I don't know it, that could be one that comes back around for like performance wise, but. I mean, it's, like, mm-hmm. by no means, like, a crowd pleaser. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the one after that was John in the Hole, which I was really excited about because it seemed, like, fucking weird as hell. Um, where, mm-hmm. like, this this child, like, a teen child finds, like, an underground bunker in the woods outside his house. And he, like, traps his family in there, like, Silence of the Lamb style. <laughs> and then just, uh-huh. like 
and then he just like lives in his house and plays video games all day and takes cash out of the ATM and drives a car even though he's like 13 um but I don't know it, it just was kind of that also didn't really live up to my expectations how many stars would you give it like a three a three and a half I gave it a two and a half okay um, the next one I gave a three and a half, which is In the Earth, uh, which is, it's like a horror movie that's like, not really like Annihilation, but kind of Annihilation-y. Um, okay. And so, I mean, it's also kind of, I don't know if it's COVID inspired or if this was from before COVID, but I mean, there's a lot of like COVID type shit. So anyway, like, I guess the world is like in a pandemic, which we only really know because at the beginning of the movie, he's like a scientist and he goes to a new like lab site and then they go out into the woods and there's some spooky stuff going on in the woods that they kind of end mm, up him does sound and another scientists kind of have to cope with that was good i liked that one it's it's interesting uh all of the stuff that's coming out that's pandemic related or even like we're watching big sky on mm-hmm. abc maybe mm-hmm. uh and it like in the first episode they reference the pandemic twice, but like people are eating inside of a restaurant. No one ever wears a mask and they keep like bringing up the pandemic. And it's like, they're totally doing this just to make it feel relevant. Mm -hmm. But like, literally no one is wearing a mask no one is like social distancing yeah. no one is like so following that's not. so it's just like a buzzword it's like when you learned in business school that on resumes you should like put in buzzwords from the job description yeah that's like literally what they're doing but anyway i know i and i feel like this is gonna be like for the next you know decade people are gonna be using the pandemic oh, yeah. as a plot device yeah for sure um Okay. Uh, I mean, it's the like Sparks Brothers. A horror movie. Yeah, yeah, no. And I mean, the other thing is like, I don't know. Like, I think I will get tired of movies that are like, oh, like Zoom dating or like, oh, I left my mask in my car. But this one was definitely like, I mean, this would have worked in a time outside of COVID. And they don't refer to it as COVID. You just know that, you know, he has to go through um, like isolation before he joins the job site. And that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this next one is the Sparks Brothers, which is the Edgar Wright documentary on the Sparks Brothers. And so like, I'm a total plebe and I had like, basically no idea who the Sparks Brothers were. And it's just like, they're a really great band. And I'm like, so thrilled. I watched this movie. It's like such a joy and everyone loves them. And also Edgar Wright, my husband, <laughs> question mark, question I mean, mark. Edgar Wright famously <laughs> has pretty good taste in music as he yeah. releases his playlist every year. Also, just how he uses music in movies. Uh, you can tell he's just like a music nerd. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that was I mean, that was really good. I mean, I think inherently, like a lot of the times with music, like p- true music documentaries, I don't think that there's I don't think Edgar's breaking the mold here in any way, shape or form. But mm-hmm. I had a great time. I love the man. Speaking of music documentaries, I haven't watched it yet, but I really want to see the Bee Gees one because I've heard so many oh, good things about it. Yes. Everyone says it's incredible. Bob and Jeannie loved. Yeah. My parents really liked it too. So that's on HBO and that's on my to watch list. I know. My to watch list is just exhausting. Yeah. I mean, finishing Bridgerton for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. Below Deck. Uh, once you get started on Below Deck, you're just going to. I just feel like you're going to jump right in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what okay. else did you um, see? 
uh, I saw Passing, which was the, it's the Rebecca Hall movie with Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega. Um, that's like, I don't know. That's interesting. That was kind of a strange one because when I heard about the plot of that, I was like, I don't know if like Rebecca Hall is like, I've never, I mean, she's like, it's her directorial debut. She's an actress and it's like not something mm. that seems like would be exactly in her wheelhouse, but it is really good and very, um, well acted by Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega. And it's, it's Girl. a period piece. It's from like the twenties, Alexander Skarsgård's in it. Um, and it's about like, oh. they are, they like grew up in Harlem and, um, Ruth Nega kind of spends her adult life passing as a white woman and Tessa Thompson and her kind of like rekindle a friendship and become really fascinated with each other's different lives. And I don't know, I could see you liking that. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's going to be released on Netflix. Beautiful. Netflix. Scooping up the goods. Yep. Yep. Um, next one's Prisoners of the Ghostland, which is the Buckwild Nicolas Cage one that does kind of rip. Like, actually, I know <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> Great. Now I'm going to have to watch uh, it. Except for Mike. You're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. And you're going to hate anymore. me. <laughs> oh, my God. Never forget when I went on a date to go see Mandy. And I was just like, Lauren, what are you doing with your life? Let's reconsider it's- the decisions you're making. <laughs> Um, as someone with like a very fulfilling and thriving romance life you should definitely go on a date to see prisoners of the ghost (laughs) (laughs) well what's well like i said he doesn't really listen to this podcast anymore so i can probably skate by without watching it uh but if if he finds out he's gonna want to watch it i guarantee (laughs) so he loves nicholas cage i mean what what guy doesn't it's true i do feel like a lot of like a lot of guys like Nicolas Cage. Do you think... Should I ask him if Nicolas Cage is one of his favorite actors? You know, along with uh, Jason Lee and Jake Gyllenhaal and... He, I don't want to do this said, with you right He had now. one the other day. I want to do this with you right okay. now. <laughs> All right, let's continue. <laughs> okay. Um, I watched The World to Come, which is yet another lesbian period piece romance with Catherine Waterstone and Vanessa Kirby. Um, and like going into this, I was kind of like, this seems like this is going to be, you know, done before. And then it starts and Catherine Waterston is doing like full narration, like the whole time narrating. And like her character has like, is like almost like a writer has like a very poetic way of writing and talking during the narration. And so I don't always love when there's like a narrator who's like, she's a real, a real Carrie Bradshaw. If you will. <laughs> it's not like that at all, but kind of like that's what I normally don't like is I'm like, show me, don't tell me, you know, but I actually thought it was yeah. really good. And I mean, it's basically the only people in this movie are Catherine Waterston and Vanessa Kirby. And then their husbands are Christopher Abbott, who had a killer Sundance and Casey hey. Affleck, who I don't. I it, I have trouble dealing with because he's really fucking good in this. Uh, <laughs> um, good I don't in know those things. They're I, yeah I know they're they're all really good and um you know it's it's a good movie and I I, I off the bat didn't think I was gonna like it because I normally don't like that narration style, but it's really good, really beautifully written. Oh. Well, now I want to uh, watch that. Um, that does yep. make me think, and I think Bryce, our awards correspondent, pointed out the other day that like. Ammonite is yep. like where is that movie? Is well, it, is having it seen any buzz right the world now? to come and Ammonite, the world to come is much better. 
Well, I'm just saying, like, I think we are all like, oh, my God, Saoirse Ronan, Kate mm-hmm. Winslet, like, lesbian period piece. Yeah. Just, like, give them, mail them their awards yeah, right now. Yeah, that's bait. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nothing. Not in the conversation at all. And in a year no. where, like, Glenn Close might win as Mama from Hillbilly Elegy, like, <laughs> that hurts. That's got to hurt. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so what did you say the movie's called? The World to Come. The World to Come. Let me look up what's what's going on with that one. Yeah, who, who sweet who picked that one up? I'm that one, and that one's in like this year's Oscar contention. Like, so that'll be out soon. Oh, okay. Um, I'm terrible at like timelines. Good for Vanessa Kirby. Oh, it's 98 minutes too. Oh my gosh, there were so many like hour and a half oh, movies. It was an absolute oh, dream. It it premiered at Venice. Yes, yes. I knew this wasn't the premiere. Okay. It might have been like the U.S. premiere or whatever BS they say. (laughs) Um, It's scheduled for limited release on February 12th. Very timely. Oh, so soon. And video on demand March 2nd. Also soon. So you can check that out before. I mean, I can't decide. Like, I don't know if that'll end up. I know it's it's eligible for this year's Oscars. I don't know if it's going to have enough time to pick up any buzz. But it could help Vanessa Kirby on the pieces of a woman tree. Yes. uh, I just read that Christopher Abbott was the replacement of one of my other television boyfriends, Jesse Plemons. Mm, Jesse Plemons also would have been really good in this. But well, hit- Jesse Plemons is pretty much good in everything. Yeah, but this, I mean, Jesse Plemons also had a good Sundance. So, like, everyone, what do you love? everyone's coming out. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Okay. Well, I definitely I'm almost done. Oh, Casey Affleck was a producer on that. He's like... I mean, Casey Affleck plays like a really good quiet husband. <laughs> Shit. Okay, we don't need to do this. <laughs> um, uh, the next one I saw was ca- called Marvelous in the Black Hole. This was like kind of indie. Like maybe it seems like something that also would have played at South by. And it's about like a teen girl who becomes friends with a magician and they just hang out. Um, it was good though. Uh, Robin Wright's Land. Not for me. <laughs> um i mean I, I, yeah. it's it's well done and it's beautiful it's just like i don't know it's pretty self-indulgent <laughs> mm, okay how long did it take you yeah. to change from calling a robin wright pen oh did you ever call her robin wright pen i guess i don't think i ever called her robin wright pen i always did mm. but now it's just Robin Wright. Actually, isn't she married to like John Foster? Or... I don't know. I just call her. I think she's just Robin Wright. Absolutely not. Worth it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I just call her Robin Wright. And I mean, so the premise of that movie is like she goes ben Foster, to... and they were engaged, but they're not together. Gotcha. Anyway, um, she goes to like live in a cabin in the middle of the woods, and it's like there's like kind of a survival aspect to it, and then. But I don't know. It's like literally, I don't know. It just very much seems like a vanity project to me. Like she's like, what if I could do this? And I'm like, all right. Yeah. I'm happy I, for you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm over those kind of movies because oftentimes it's like, it's supposed to seem a lot more heroic than it really is. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Into the Wild with Emile Hirsch. Yeah. Also problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, we don't need to go into it. <laughs> but that was a Sundance movie though. Yes. Oh, 100%. Feels Sundance. No, 100%. I think uh, it definitely was. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the last one that I watched that I don't think you watched was that Summer of Soul. I don't know if you ended up watching that that night. No, I didn't get a chance to. 
Yeah, so that's the Questlove um, directed documentary about the Harlem Cultural Festival. That was like the same summer as Woodstock and happening in Harlem. And um, I mean, it's like just a bunch of like really, really well, uh, well preserved footage from that festival and uh, interviews and stuff about that. So that was really fun. Nice. And those are the ones that we didn't see together. Yeah. So what was your favorite out of all of those? I think... <sighs> Just looking at it. Maybe... I think The World to Come like, was the best out of those. But I think like my favorite okay. was probably like sparks or prisoners of the ghost land or so i'm trash <laughs> yeah i figured you're gonna say sparks yeah sparks was fun like and i think like especially when you're watching like flea and mass and like all, i mean like really good movies but like if you've had like flea mass land the world to come and then you have like nicholas cage being a psychopath and like like yelling the word testicles <laughs> like that's that's something new that's a new emotion <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, heard it here first folks our finest yeah. film critic thank you <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> yes uh okay and so then we both saw judas and the black messiah yes which I now it almost seems ridiculous that we're just gonna like really go through it super quick because <laughs> we took up forty minutes talking about Britney Spears yes. and Justin Timberlake. Right. My fault. Um, <laughs> my fault. <laughs> but what did you think of Judas and the Black Messiah? I thought Judas and the Black Messiah was really good, and I knew I was gonna like it. Um, of course. I mean, I think like it is one of those things where, like, definitely a story that I didn't feel like I knew much about at all. Um, Mm-mm. I don't think I've seen anything else directed by Shaka King. I might be forgetting something, but, um, I don't know. I just feel like this could have been so easily, like, kind of cheesy and, like, sorry, but, like, Trial of the Chicago 7 <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I thought it was, like, really good, and you know how I it feel It was very about... powerful. Yeah. And, like, Lakeith and Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Absolutely absolutely killing it excellent performances <sighs> when do they ever go wrong they don't apparently uh apparently daniel kaluuya does like a spot-on impersonation so yeah so i mean i think afterward um i like googled like a clip because i had read something that was like he doesn't look like him but like he like he is him you know yeah um and i mean i feel like i knew like the name fred hampton and like generally the story but i mean i just thought it was really interesting and good and like lakeith is really a Uh, lot going on yes and i was texting you after we both saw it because i was just like god lakeith stanfield is so good in this and it's one of those things where i was like you know that uh, Daniel Kaluuya is gonna like hit it out of the park like yeah. you know he's going he's gonna fucking show up and do a good job but like I always feel like I get so surprised by Lakeith because he just has such a range and he's just oh god yeah he's so and good. I mean like I watched this movie and they don't really talk about it but afterward I saw I think it was like probably on Letterboxd but like Demi Adijuibe in his review said that Fred Hampton was 21 years old when he was murdered yes and I'm like 
they say it at the end there's a title card but like this whole movie like there's like just it's crazy that someone like that was 21 could be that you know influential yes and like so like such a like i mean it's and it's partly daniel kaluuya but like he just seems like such a well-formed you know character it's so good yeah i mean i think that that's kind of why the movie is so powerful and even though you don't know it until the end but it's like this was a cause that so many people had so much value in and they like appointed him as their leader and he could successfully lead and yeah he was like only 20 years 21 years old but like that just shows just like how fucking important it is yeah. and it was so yeah i thought it was very powerful i thought it was very moving i mean the second the trailer dropped i was like oh this oh, yeah. movie's gonna i mean fuck. an incredible trailer too oh god i mean if you could give out awards for trailers i would give one to that one that movie but i really liked it um it was one of the best movies that I'd seen in some time. Yeah. And I watched it, you know, like at a drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> so not like preferred uh, movie watching situation. But I thought that it was really good. And I'm hoping that that means some awards to come. Fingers crossed. For those guys. Uh, also, lots of get out reunions. Oh, yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Two good um, movies. The nice. Yes. And then uh, we both watched. Uh, oh, um, oh, Coda first. Yes, we watched Coda, mm-hmm. um, which was the the big the top dog, the big yeah, winner. Yeah, yeah, and like that always stresses me out because like I loved Coda and I'm a sucker and I cry when someone sings Joni Mitchell. Like that's facts but like anytime that something comes out of the festival i feel like and it's like broke records with you know apple spent 25 million dollars on it and like don't get me wrong like i'm happy like and when it comes out on apple tv i'll watch it again but like i don't think we should all be having the expectation that coda is like a life-changing movie (laughs) like it's just yeah it's a really well done movie for what it is but you know it's not parasite (laughs) that's how i felt as well i was like this is a good movie i mean it like moved me to emotion it was Mm -hmm. you know a a good depiction um and also it it showed a like a a deaf family and so there was you know a lot of representation there that i we've, we've talked about before it's very important um but yeah i mean i liked it i didn't love it i didn't leave being like oh my god everyone needs to watch it right now i thought it was a good movie and i thought it was very moving and i loved it it was definitely like top uh like you know on the top of the list for me but i i don't like it does everything that you think the movie's gonna do you know yeah (laughs) that's all i'm saying i'm like i think people will really enjoy it i just don't think they should go in with the expectation of well this is the biggest movie to come out of Sundance ever. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, but it was good. And I, I think that, you know, people should check it out when it comes out. Yeah. I've been really wanting to watch the audition scene over and over just because that song's been in my head. 
Yeah, I mean, I was watching it and like, well, I started crying during the audition scene, and uh, let's not pretend you're not an easy. Let's not pretend you're not an easy cry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fair. But the whole time I was like, oh, come on. Of course Meg likes this. Like, <laughs> this is, like, teed up for her. It's, like, maybe a little, like, cheesy. Yeah. But otherwise, it's, like, perfectly teed up for you with, like, the whole choir oh situation. God. Absolutely. What a, what a nightmare. I'm so predictable. And, yes, for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next one we watched was The Jockey. Uh, on the count of three or the jockey? I can't remember which one we did next. I I watched the jockey Jockey. first. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, you're right. Continue. Um, it was about a jockey. Yeah, this was middle of the pack for me. I thought, like, um, the acting, like, the main guy who I had only really seen, like, as, like, a character actor beforehand, Clifton Collins Jr., I thought he was really good, but I... I, I I won't watch this movie again. I probably won't think about it again. <laughs> yeah, that's my thought, too. It was fine. Uh, it had, what's his face from Hannah Montana? Moises Arias. Yeah. I couldn't remember how to say his last name. Um, but yeah, I mean, you. it just was, <laughs> it was just, uh, it was fine. I think yeah. I mean, actually, I actually don't think that I rated it. So, I mean, like a it's three, three and a half. I mean, it was like yeah. good enough to watch, but. Yeah. Not really something that I need to watch again. Yep. Um, and then the last one we saw was On the Count of Three. Yeah. Which definitely seemed like just some shit that we would watch. <laughs> yeah. You were like, I think that you should watch it. I don't think that you'll love right. it, but I think that you'll like enjoy watching it. I think it. that you need to watch like, it. <laughs> Christopher Abbott's in it. Yeah. Doing like a good time hair. That's Christopher Abbott's Maybe I'll... here and he's making decisions. Yeah, I guess we'll watch. <laughs> oh, God, he's so cute. It's like he causes me to. Sp- I mean, thank God he wasn't on more girls. Otherwise, Gosh. like we'd be rewatching that show I... like every fucking Sundance. Uh, um, well, I mean, I can't rewatch girls. I mean, as much as every time I think about one of the boys from girls and like for me, constantly, Christopher Abbott, <laughs> Adam Divine, or Adam Divine, LL. Adam Driver. <laughs> Adam Driver. That was funny. That was um, embarrassing. Patrick Wilson in that one episode. <laughs> um, oh I mean, God. like, I just can't be watching Girls Dog as much as I think about the men from Girls. Dog Lover! Fuck! <laughs> Fran! How, it's like, it's uh, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed! Oh, who, what's the guy's name who played Fran? I think he's so cute. But he has some I, tattoos that we think are a bit I questionable. Know, or I, I know his name, and anyway, I just can't remember Anyway. <laughs> Fran. Um, Fran. I'm going to look it up because we're both going to be like, God. No, because I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Jake Lacey. Jake Lacey. Ha ha. You're correct. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, Chris Rabbit. Uh, on the count of three. Yeah. Two, two best friends who are just uh, made a suicide pact. Right. And uh, they have one more day to live yep. and shenanigans happen. And it's. It's it's I would say it's a dramedy. Um, I would say it's about like maybe like a seventy five percent drama, twenty five percent comedy yeah. split. Yeah, because like, like it's not like a pure and, black comedy, but there are some funny moments. But it's like yeah, and it's 
it's like the funny moments still seem very perverse you feel like i don't know sometimes like with black comedies i feel like like it doesn't like none of it seems real like if someone dies in a black comedy you're like oh it's all a goof like none of this matters but like you really feel like this movie feels real (laughs) yeah they're very weighted characters uh you're very invested in their journey Henry Winkler is in it, which apparently mm-hmm. he got roped into it because of his son, which I was trying to figure out how the son was connected. I don't know if he was he's like a buddy of oh, uh, director or, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I really liked it. And uh, honestly, it was very surprising to hear Papa Roach so many. The one Papa Roach song that everyone knows, Last Resort, yeah. to hear it like three <laughs> fucking times in the span of one movie. Yeah. It's, I, the, basically the only thing I knew before watching this movie was that it was about a suicide pact and that Christopher Abbott sings Papa Roach. And I only knew about Chris Rabbit singing Papa Roach. Yeah. And I was like intrigued. That's I sent you. I was like sending you tweets all weekend. Like we should try to see this if we can. We should try to see this if we can. And like one of them was like in on the count of three, Chris Rabbit sings Papa Roach. And I was like, so Nora, we should try to see this if we can. <laughs> yeah, no, I and thought I'm it was good. I mean, I I I don't think it was flawless, and I can see why people would absolutely despise it. But I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, I liked it too. I I thought that it was very layered. I thought that it felt very real. Um, and I, I just like I kind of thought it was a good time too, which makes me feel so like mentally sick, right? To be like, I really enjoyed this movie about right. two guys just like running around town, preparing to mur- kill each other. Yeah. Um, but they're so, like, they're so bad at everything they try to do, and there's something about that that's endearing. I just want to give them a hug. I just want to like bear the hug running the running joke about how like so (laughs) both characters are in general anti-gun but as it is their last day on earth they're they have guns and just being like oh my god i feel so fucking powerful with a gun this is why people (laughs) feel this way (laughs) like the running Uh, joke about the gun gun control i thought was really fucked up but good (laughs) yes no i agree (laughs) <laughs> I, I'd wa- I'm definitely going to watch it again once it comes out. Yeah. I don't know uh, what came of it as far as being purchased, but... I think Neon? I'm definitely going to watch Neon? it again Maybe? when it comes out. One of the ones that we didn't see was Pleasure, which is about, like... I think it's supposed to be, like, about the porn industry somehow, but I saw it today. A24 just bought it. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, sorry, I got distracted because On the Count of Three is on Wikipedia described. Oh, described as a comedy thriller. I miss the word thriller and I just saw comedy and I, I was yeah. like, I mean, it's oh. definitely not a, <laughs> just a comedy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd say it was a thriller, but alas. Um, yeah. Any other? Uh, also, it was only 84 minutes. That's what I'm saying. There's a ton of hour and a halfs, which you know I love. Yep. Uh, anything else? Any other thoughts that you have? Not on Sundance. I do have my weekly recommend, and you already did yours, which was Framing Brittany. Do you want me to go over it again? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I have yeah. another like forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. So, Britney Spears. <laughs> okay. No, go ahead. Um, no, mine is uh, the Reply All podcast is doing a series on Bon Appetit and the fall of the Test Kitchen, and they yes. only had one episode so far, but it is good shit. Very well researched. Juicy. Very interesting. Yeah. Yes, I uh, I listened to it a couple of days ago I meant to text you about mm-hmm. it but um I never really have listened I've listened to a couple reply all episodes here and there Micah really mm-hmm. likes that podcast uh yeah but I'm not a regular subscriber but I will pop it on when something piques my interest and uh, this is really good and I started crying about soup dumplings so something for everyone to look forward to <sighs> yeah and I I think that it's so I, I was pretty new to BA uh, at mm-hmm. the fall of BA. And yeah. so I think it's kind of fun to fun in that it is sad uh, to get to hear yeah. from folks that like I saw on their YouTube channel. Um, I'm kind of curious to see who all is involved. Uh, mm-hmm. So far we've heard from Rick, but I, I'm yeah. curious to know who else is involved. And so I don't know what days it's being released. Maybe like Wednesdays, Thursdays. I literally have no idea, but yeah, I co-sign with that recommendation. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm i interested also um, to see. I know, I think next week, I it was not to be creepy, but I, <laughs> I think they, I think I read somewhere that it was Ryan Walker Hartshorn who was uh, one of the few black women there. So I know she's mm. has a lot of opinions. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything else? Uh no that's all i had this is one of our longest episodes in quite some time it's your fault no i'm just kidding <laughs> it is my fault and in my head i'm like should i take out any of it no don't any? leave it in maybe everyone make it its own episode <laughs> yeah i'm sure everyone wants to hear um all right well next week we will be talking malcolm and marie Ooh, we have opinions well, I don't have any yet because you I haven't watched you it. Will. But don't worry. <laughs> there are opinions to be had. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com. <laughs>